This is the Taz and Jim podcast. I can remember the most trouble I ever got into, probably in my life from my parents, was when I snuck out of the house once. I was having a sleepover with some buddies, and uh, we decided to go ride our BMX bikes to meet some girls. And my parents figured it out, and <laughs> I was grounded for like a month. <laughs> Like, not even allowed to have snacks between meals. So what rule did you break? Did you sneak out? I snuck out in the middle of the night. I thought it was a party. Okay. No, no. We were supposed to be asleep and we left. (laughs) And they found, you know, you put the pillow under the the blanket to make it look like you're still there. 100%. (laughs) Didn't fool them. And we didn't even leave the country, but I still got in major trouble. How about this kid, Jim? Tell everyone the story here. It's it's, it's mind-boggling to try to understand how this happened. A nine-year-old boy from Brazil ran away from home, and he got 2,500 kilometers away because he snuck onto a plane unnoticed and flew... 2,500 kilometers. He also, before he left his home, Googled, quote, how to get on a plane unnoticed. From the, from the mom's perspective, in the morning, uh, it was 5.30 a.m. She checked on him. He was in bed. She goes to check on him two hours later. He's no longer in bed. He's gone it's nine. Frantically trying to figure out where he is. And that's where they found the, the Google search history, how to get on a plane unnoticed. The uh, contact authority, somehow they figure out, wh- they find the kid, and he flew from Manaus Airport in Brazil to Sao Paulo International Arab Airport without a plane ticket, without a passport or any travel documents or luggage. So at this point, the staff are trying to figure out how this happened. They must be reviewing video, but the police are investigating. Nobody's able to exactly explain how this boy did it. Oh, but here. the boy is in great mood. Like he, the media took a picture of him. He's giving the thumbs up. He's awfully proud He's of himself. Having a great time. I just googled how to get on a plane unnoticed. Well, this kid has ruined it for everybody because now all that's coming up is the story about him getting on the plane and flying 2,500 <laughs> kilometers without his family. Try Duck, Duck, Go. See if you get a different result. Did did anyone say how he did it? Or? It just says police are investigating, so I don't know. I mean, if you just sneak... I mean, you would never assume a nine-year-old boy was sneaking on a plane solo, so I could understand maybe it happening. But is, it, is this kid... A, a genius or lucky or like I feel like you might grow up to be a genius or the next Tinder swindler. I don't know which way this is going to go. <laughs> Foo Fighters frontman Dave Grohl was on Hot Ones. You know, it's the uh, the interview show where the guests and the host eat increasingly hot chicken wings through the interview. It's a huge hit I online, know, man. It's crazy. People love to see other people suffer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes them drop their defenses, right? Like in a normal interview, you're trying to be cool or whatever. Yeah, when your eyes are watering and you're trying to prevent snot from running down your face. <laughs> Real vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the sauces that was featured in the Dave Grohl episode of Hot Ones comes from Hamilton, Ontario, and Dawson's Hot Sauce. We've got Brody Dawson on the line. How are you, pal? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Uh, Congratulations. This has got to be a big deal in the world of hot sauce to have a celebrity eating your sauce on this show. It's huge. Like having uh, Dave as a guest for one of the seasons that we're on is absolutely legendary. So we're we're really excited to have had him on uh, the season with us. Did you know that your sauce was going to be featured on Hot Ones, number one? And number two, did you, did you know who was going to be eating it? 
We found out uh, last year that we were going to be on, but they never tell us who the guests are going to be. <clears throat> so that was always a surprise. Hmm. Now, what is the sauce that Dave tried? Uh, it's our new cedar smoked garlic sauce. We've been developing it for the last like couple of years. Uh, really excited to have it featured on Hot Ones, and obviously have someone like Dave be pumped to have it. Like his soundbite was amazing. Yeah, we got it right here. This this was this yeah. was Dave Grohl's reaction to Dawson's hot sauce. Cedar smoked garlic. I like anything smoked. I got to be honest. That would go. I would. I would hit some brisket with that. Yeah, baby. Brisket, baby. <laughs> My dude. That is awesome. It must be so funny for you. How long have you ran this company for, by the way? I started back in 2013, so it's been a it's been a while now. But uh, man, like getting to this point is like one of those funny milestones. You never would have thought. Well, I'm sure when you first start tell, yeah. telling your friends, they must be like, a hot sauce come to your, even your parents be like, okay, like, yeah. good luck. You know? It's kind of like, then, hey, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Okay, sure you are. But I'm this gonna, must start be... a hot sauce company. Okay, good luck. <laughs> but this is like a for real milestone. It's like, yeah, buddy, we're doing it. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's, 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 it helps them tell me that we're on a good path. So, Not the hottest. Scoville level of 7,000, which is manageable for a lot of people, right? Yeah, it's a hot number two, though. They say that in the season. It is a hot number two. It's a habanero sauce. It's, it has a complicated level of heat to it. So when they have that first one and then they go right on to the number two, it's uh, kind of their eyebrows pop a bit. So, What is the uh, Scoville level on your hottest sauce over at Dawson's? Oh, we got our triple X and our Reaper Mayhem are just like bonkers, like pushing a million kind of thing. <laughs> 7,000 to a million. That's quite a range. Oh, yeah, eh? it's bonkers. <laughs> cool. If people want to try it for themselves, how can they uh, get their hands on some of your sauce? Yeah, great. We we have a website, DawsonsHotSauce.com. You can order direct there right to your door. Or if you live in Hamilton, we actually have a storefront on 435 Barton Street East, and we're open Wednesday to Saturday, 11 to 5 for walk-ins and now with things kind of cooling off with the, the retail world, the pandemic, we're, we're there, we're ready to serve hot sauce, we need samples and everything, so come on by. Right on, Brody Dawson, Dawson's Hot Sauce, Dave Grohl approved. Caesar smoked garlic. I like anything smoked, I gotta be honest. That would go, I would, I would hit some brisket with that. Yes! And I would hit the brisket. <laughs> Dawson's Hot Sauce. Thanks for coming on the air with us, man. Bank of Canada, increasing interest rates. And to talk about it, we've got Malcolm, the mortgage guy, joining us. Hey, Malcolm. Hey, Todd and Jim. How are you guys today? Good, buddy. How stressed out should we be about this this increase? First of all, what was the increase again? So the interest uh, rate increase yesterday was uh, the Bank of Canada's rate going up by 25 basis points or a quarter of a percent. Uh, that means that uh, the banks will likely increase their prime rates, and a couple of them already have. Most of them will today by uh, by a quarter percent. So I wouldn't say running for the hills just yet, uh, but I will say that this is uh, likely the first of several increases. And I think it's important to put it in sort of context of what this really means. So in terms of the math, $12 per 100000 of mortgage debt. That's what we're looking at right now. Uh, so the average person, $400,000 worth of mortgage debt, or the average household, I should say, uh, probably looking at about a $50 increase right now, $600 a year. But we're expecting several more. So by the end of this, 
uh, cycle of increases, we're probably looking at uh, an increase to household expenses of three thousand thirty six. $4,200, somewhere in around there, would be uh, what my very hazy crystal ball is telling me right now. Okay, that doesn't sound crazy, but the, the issue is the price of everything is going up. Like, there has to be a breaking point at some time. Like, the housing market is insane. Food prices, gas prices. Like, when is this going to stop? So, I mean, the Bank of Canada would tell us that uh, they are trying to tame inflation by increasing our interest rates. And, uh, I mean, the the Bank of Canada has much bigger brains than I do, and I give them full respect for that. Uh, but I think you guys are right. I mean, this is, uh, this is a real challenge for everyday people right now. I mean, the price of gas is nuts. Heating oil is nuts. If you're traveling, that, those prices are expensive. Go to the grocery store. Chicken's expensive. Beef's expensive. Um, you know, I, I hope that the powers that be uh, are taking the right steps. I think some of the uh, inflation that we're seeing right now really does have to do with um, uh, situations that are sort of beyond uh, the Bank of Canada's control. So uh, I, I wish I had an answer. I don't know when this stops. I mean, the average price of, uh, of a house in Hamilton now is $1.1 million. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a really, really uh, challenging time for people, and I totally get it. Um, the one nice thing about seeing house prices increase is that if you're looking to refinance to consolidate some of your debts, you've got, in most cases, you've got lots of equity to right. do so. And uh, Another and nice thing is, flexibility. I, I've been going into some of my buddies' houses, and I'm like, oh, look at you, Mr. Fancy, living in your $1.1 million house. <laughs> it makes you seem like you're a much bigger deal than you yeah. are. When a loaf of bread is $4,000, though, it's not as cool. <laughs> well, Jim and I were talking about this because I, I locked in. I, I have a fixed rate for five years. Jim, yep. you are riding the variable train, correct? Mm-hmm. What At what point should people with the variable mortgages think about locking in? You don't think it's right now, do you? Um. So I, I say the same thing on this every time, guys. It really is a matter of what's right for you. If you are strictly looking at the historic numbers, you're better off in a variable rate. And that's true for two reasons. Firstly, uh, Canadian, well, like just the rate has been lower. So that's reason one. Reason two is that uh, Canadians typically refinance their mortgages every 30 to 36 months. And when you do that, the penalty on a fixed rate is considerably higher than on a variable rate. So you really need to look at your situation. Are you planning on staying in your place where you are for the next five years? Are you, uh, you know, are you comfortable with an increase in your interest rates and your payments by, uh, you know, $3,000 a year? If you can handle that, then stay in the variable. If you can't handle that, or if the thought and the uncertainty makes you uncomfortable and you can't sleep at night, lock in now. Because the rates on fixed, are also going up and uh, on fixed mortgages are also going up. So you might as well lock in sooner than later if you're if you're of that mind. Like if you're yeah. if I'm one you're of those guys who doesn't like thinking about it. It stresses me out. Like right. if I was on a variable rate and I hear interest rates are going up, I'd be I'd be panicked. Even though even though you're it, right? saying I shouldn't be. I get it, but I I appreciate you talking me down. 
<laughs> and Jim, you don't look too concerned, so keep riding the wave, buddy. No, I literally texted my mortgage person like a month ago and was like, should I lock in? And they called. They were like, do not. And they called me and, and said, don't do it. And I said, okay. So, And I couldn't explain to you why I shouldn't, but <laughs> I believe them. Not. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there right now who have questions with, uh, with the news of rates going up. So uh, Malcolm, the mortgage guy, if people want to contact you and, and get into their personal situations, how can they do that? 905-517-4228 is best number to get me at. Call me, text me at that number anytime. Uh, you can find me online at Malcolm the Mortgage Guy, Google, Facebook, uh, Malcolm the Mortgage Guy. Uh, you can set up an appointment on my website. I take uh, calls between 8 and 8, so uh, lots of flexibility in terms of when I can talk to people. You don't have to take time off work to talk to me. Um, just give me a shout. Uh, that's the easiest way to get a hold of me, 905-517-4228. Thanks, Malcolm, the mortgage guy. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, everybody stay calm about mortgage rates. It's going to be, I'm, I'm hopeful that we're in good hands with the Bank of Canada. Uh, Devin Peacock, not just our sports guy, he also does work with Global News. And he did an interview this week, sent us some clips here. want to play them for you. This is Vladimir Tretiak. He is from the Taz and Jim listening area spent years working and living in London, Ontario, and he has decided to go back to Ukraine. When he heard the war had broken out, he went back to Lviv, and here he is talking about how, even though you knew it was always a possibility, what is going on in Ukraine right now was a surprise to its people. We didn't prepare for that. Eight years of war, just local war on the east of Ukraine, was uh, for us like what happens that happens but we never thought that he will start fighting with civilians in that way bombing with rockets with bombs with military military plans we didn't expect that but was ready was ready because uh, um, many military people said that Russia prepares for war. But I didn't believe that it's going to happen in reality. That was only plans. I, I, told, I told he just tried to make people scared, but I thought he never started that action in reality. And when it happens, Six days ago, we decided to stay here with our people, with Ukrainian. Yeah, so Vladimir is currently in Ukraine. His kids are still over here. They're in London and Brantford. I uh, want to say good morning and offer our support and concern for them. Obviously, they're very um, worried about their father going over there and being in that situation, choosing to put himself in that situation. Here is uh, Devin asking if Vladimir ever thought about getting out of there, if he's thought about leaving since going back. Our kids ask us to get back to Canada and we could do that anytime, but it was our decision to stay here. This decision was just because we, we, we think we have to stay with our people and help others and fight. If it's going to be necessary, we can do that. In, in, in some ways, in any ways, we, we, we will do as much as possible. 
it's our home. And I know many people just coming back from around 80,000 Ukrainian in last six days or came back already or on the border and they in that process. 80,000 Ukrainian coming back to, to, to their country to defend, to defend Ukraine. And we will stay with them. Wow. You hear about the uh, close to a million, I believe, who have left the country, but over 80,000 have returned mm -hmm. to the country to stand their ground and to uh, protect it from the, the Russian invasion. If you want to do what you can to support, and we're all doing what we can in our own ways. I know, Jim, I, I gifted you a bottle of Zirkova vodka yesterday in the parking garage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And I, I'm very thankful. Yeah, but you informed me, hey, after we talked to the um, uh, Catherine from Zirkova Vodka on the air this week, and she announced that they're giving 100% of proceeds, so mm -hmm. all the profit right now is going to support aid in Ukraine. Sarah, your fiancé, went out and bought some vodka already. <laughs> she bought three bottles. Now, yeah. I think... One a couple are going to the rest of her family, and one one staying with us. But I, I don't even really drink vodka, so I got a lot of work to do. You have to start. <laughs> I got to do my part. Now, if you know any uh, Ukrainian friends, I'm sure they can teach you a thing or two about drinking vodka. That's how I learned to be better at it when we went over there with my <laughs> wife a couple of years ago, Uliana. Yeah, we got. I bought a case of this stuff, and it's good stuff. How many are in a case? And there's six. <laughs> I, I bought a six pack yeah, of Zirkova vodka. But seriously, what an easy way to help out. If you're going to be having cocktails anyways, why not uh, get uh, get the one that 100% of the profits are going to Ukrainian aid right now? Mm -hmm. uh, my wife has been working hard. I, I want to give her another shout out. Yesterday, she was in our living room. Uh, she had gone out, bought first aid kits and uh, all sorts of supplies, baby supplies, etc. Um, to ship over there. Um, and our friends and family have been incredible making donations, uh, close to $2,000 in, in about 24 hours, just from people we know who heard uh, that, that my wife was doing this. Hmm. They, have, uh, they have been very, very generous, and she feels very supported. And it's just good to... She's here, you know, you got Vladimir over there, um, but my wife isn't able to go back to Ukraine, so she wants to do something here, and it's nice to be able to do something and feel like the community here is behind you as well. If you want to uh, donate or you want to get behind the cause, you can do that. Just go to fm96.com or y108.ca. There is a big uh, heart blue and yellow the colors of the ukrainian flag ukraine relief click on that and there's links to the red cross the canadian ukraine foundation and amnesty international if you'd like to make a donation that way or go buy yourself some vodka i want to see you peacock it's time for sports with our sports guy devin peacock hey dev hey guys some more consequences for Russia in the world of sport um, after they invaded Ukraine. It looks like they are out of the Paralympics. Yeah, the Paralympics are set to start on Friday, and Russian athletes and Belarusian athletes will not be allowed to uh, participate, which was unfortunate for them. But you might remember at the start of this week, the IOC was calling on all international sports governing bodies to not not allow Russian athletes in Russia to compete in these international 
international contests. We saw FIFA then make the decision to remove Russia from the 2022 World Cup, which will be in Qatar. Flash forward a couple days, and the IOC made news that they were going to allow Russia and Belarus to participate in the Paralympics, and everyone, including Hockey Canada, said, what? <laughs> and they reversed their course 12 hours later. It, it made what? zero sense. It's it's terrible for the athletes themselves. They have nothing to do yeah. with this. But if you're going to call on everyone to do something and then don't do it yourself, like what are, what are you doing? So the athletes won't be competing at all? They don't just uh, have to change their name again or uh, something <laughs> like that? Yeah, they're, 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 this is not a situation where they put on, you know, uh, some glasses and a, and a mustache and call they themselves are, the ROC and they're fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what I mean. Technically, Russia is banned because of doping, but they were allowed to compete in the Olympics. Do this change their name? And this is going a step further. This is this is doing what the IOC did back in the '60s to South Africa when apartheid was a major issue. They were not allowed to participate at all. They were removed entirely. Entirely. This is that again, which is the right move. Did you see that CCM Hockey is going to stop using Alex Ovechkin and Russian NHL players in any global marketing initiatives? It's interesting the way this is, you know, started to uh, to filter down at the individual athlete level. With regards to Alex Ovechkin uh, himself, I mean, he had some, I think, pretty good comments earlier this week calling for peace for the war to end. One of the problems for Alex Ovechkin is he is not responsible for what's going on in Ukraine, obviously. He does not have to answer for that, but he has been a very ardent supporter of Putin in the past, and currently his Instagram profile picture is a picture of him and Vladimir Putin. So I can understand why there would be big name brands that are saying, well, if you're still going to be siding with Vladimir Putin, when there are some people in Canada and the United States who think we're on the verge of World War III, we do not want you to be our spokesperson. Just talking to our sports guy, Devin Peacock, there about Alex Ovechkin. CCM is not going to be using him as a brand ambassador, at least not for a while, because of what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, obviously, Ovechkin is Russian. He has, in the past, uh, voiced his support for Vladimir Putin. And Dev mentioned that Ovechkin, still Ovechkin's Instagram profile picture is a shot of him standing next to Vladimir Putin. Yeah. I had to see it for myself, so I pulled it up here. Yeah, it's they they look like they're pretty close there. They're palling around. Putin looks short next to Ovechkin, though. That's one thing I noticed. Well, he is short, right? I think he's 5'7". Yeah, Ovechkin's I, a big boy, too. I think, I think he kind of controls the angles he gets photographed at, though. Like, a, like an influencer. <laughs> to make himself look a little taller. But, Always yeah. carrying an apple box around. Uh, <laughs> that is awkward. He, he should just slightly change, like slightly Photoshop Vladimir Putin every day and s gradually change him into like a celebrity. <laughs> this is probably the problem for Ovechkin. He posted that picture not expecting uh, Vlad to invade Ukraine, not to uh, possibly start World War III. But now that it's happening... He knows Vlad is checking the Instagram account every day to see if his picture's still there. Seeing who his true friends are. Uh -huh. Yeah, seeing who's still in his corner. <laughs> it is awkward because, yeah, no, no athlete wants to be the political guy, but, you know, when you're hanging around politicians, you're kind of putting yourself in that position. 
Alex, what happened? I thought we were friends. <laughs> Where is our picture? Sorry, did you get hacked? Would you like to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, slowly Photoshop it every day. Just over like a two-month period. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Morph Putin's head into Chris Pratt's head. <laughs> You know, buddy. who's more likable sure. than Vladimir Putin? Anyone, really? <laughs> At this point, uh, yeah. So Ovechkin's getting dropped. If five hundred thousand dollars, he was getting paid by CCM. Plus, he got a percentage of all CCM sales in Russia, which I have a feeling have gone down anyway. So uh, mm-hmm. a lot of companies pulling out of that area because of what is happening over in Ukraine right now. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. It is uh, Taz and Jim with you, and it's time for some WTF news. The F stands for Fort Erie. Okay. Niagara police investigating a series of random assaults in Fort Erie. They say somebody is sneaking up behind men who are walking alone at night, punching them, and then running away. Hmm. Investigators saying it's happened at least three separate times in the last month in the area of Queen and Godridge Streets in Fort Erie. No serious injuries, but nobody wants to get randomly punched in the head. Of course not. So police are trying to get to the bottom of this. The suspect described as a white guy between 20 and 40 years old, about 5 foot, 10 inches tall, slender build. This is something, I've seen this happen in New York and Toronto, like bigger cities, something called the knockout game where people were actually filming themselves do it. And Rick Moranis recently just got randomly knocked out. It's kind of the same kind of thing. So this has been happening, but in a small town like Fort Erie, it's kind of surprising. You think people know people in Fort Erie? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess if it's dark and it's in the middle of the night. What What is the gratification you get out of this? People are terrible. People suck, you know? It's just one of those things, right? Rick Moranis. I forgot about that. Yeah. Just for no sucker reason. Sucker punch poor Rick Moranis. Hmm. Well, hopefully the police uh, can catch this guy. If you know anything, maybe you've been a victim of this. You didn't report it. Let the police in Niagara, uh, Fort Erie, know about this. And either, yeah, hopefully the cops get him or he punches the wrong guy. Yeah, a guy with an iron jaw. Oh, my God. Someone who's a little speedier than he is and a little tougher than he is. I want to see you peacock. peacock. Time for sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. What happened last night, Dev? The uh, Sabres manhandling the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Well, you know, every now and then you got to give something nice to our friends in Buffalo, right? I mean... uh... (laughs) Is this a sign of things to come at uh, Tim Hortons Field with the Heritage Classic next weekend? It's a little rope-a-dope. You get them real tired this week, and then you beat them next week. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, uh, where did the Leafs go wrong? Everywhere. I mean, uh, after the game, Sheldon Keefe was talking about how they were just uninspired. Buffalo beat Toronto in every facet of the game. They did not show up. It was uh, it was a terrible performance. It's one of those things that drives me the nuts the most in, in pro sports where you just do not show up for a game. Like, you play... 82 of these things a year. You'd think you could show up for all of them, but it just never happens, ever. And while we're talking about Buffalo, let's uh, shift to the NFL, and the Bills may be looking to sign a big name. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills uh, have some interest in signing Rob Gronkowski. He is a Western New York native. He grew up 
a Bills fan. They previously have made an attempt to sign him before he signed with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year for a second year in Tampa Bay. So they have a long-standing in- interest in Rob Gronkowski. And with Tom Brady no longer with uh, Tampa Bay, maybe he would be open to doing this. He's talked about going to Cincinnati. He wants to play with Joe Burrow. Well, if you like Joe Burrow, how about Josh Allen? He's uh, just as good, if not better. How big is Gronkowski's arm brace going to be when he comes back? Every year he comes back, he gets 25% larger. His arm brace reminds me of the elbow pad Barry Bonds used to have. Like Barry Bonds would just stick yeah. it out of the plate and get hit all the time. It was, it, it was, he was more elbow pad than man, and Gronkowski might be more arm pad than man at this point. This makes sense to me because Gronk does give off a real Bill's Mafia vibe. True. <laughs> like, I could see that guy partying in a parking lot and jumping through a table easily. Jumping through a couple of tables and then landing on the injury report. He'd be the only guy who gets injured partying with the fans before the actual game. The Batman movie is in theaters today and the Riddler joins us on the show. Okay, Riddler, so you've got some riddles. Whoever answers one correctly is going to see Glorious Sons with July Talk, Big Wreck, and the Trues at Rock the Park in London, Ontario this summer. Let's get our first contestant here. Derek, how are you? Not too bad yourself? Say hi to the Riddler. Hey, Riddler. Hello, Batman. Derek. Mm, Derek Wayne? (laughs) What is your riddle? Riddle me this, Batman. What four-letter word can be written forward, backward, or even upside down and can still be read from left to right? (laughs) Four-letter word. Derek, do you have a guess for us? Uh, for civic? Civic, oh, no, that V. Yes, that is a palindrome, I believe. The V when it's upside down wouldn't work. That's incorrect. Uh, What's the answer, Riddler? Noon. <laughs> noon. Uh, sorry, Derek. Has to be capitalized, but it works. Let's go to June. Hi, June. Hi. Uh, Riddler's here. Hello, Batman. <laughs> Not close, but hey. Batgirl. Uh, June, here is your riddle. Riddle me this, okay. Batman. I called my dog from the opposite side of the river. The dog crossed the river without getting wet and without using a bridge, a boat, or a raft. How is that possible? Can you repeat it? Oh, Batman, my nemesis. I called my dog from the opposite side of the river. The dog crossed the river, but he did not get wet. No bridge, no boat, no raft was used. How is that possible? You're on the same side as the dog? You're on the same side as the dog? No, he he crossed. crossed. The river was frozen. Ah. So simple. Yeah. Sometimes you overthink these things. We have Catherine ready to go here. Catherine, your riddle from the Riddler. Riddle me this, Batman. What? I'm kind of the Joker. Too. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Keep Batman. Going. What word contains 26 letters but only has three syllables? <laughs> oh gosh. Um. 
What word? 26 letters it contains, but only has three syllables. Is it alphabet? You got it! Oh, yeah! You've no. been defeated, Riddler! What am I going to do with all this lava? <laughs> we may have you back next week. I'm sure the Batman movie is still going to be a hot topic, and we'll have more prizes to give away. So uh, don't worry, Riddler. You'll have your day. Whether you like it or not. Batman. <laughs> Catherine, you are going to rock the park in London, Ontario on us. You're going to check out the Truce, Big Wreck, July Talk, and the Glorious Sons. If you want ticket details, you can find them at rocktheparkca. In theaters today, Batman's back. And I don't care what you say, this is the Batman theme. This is the Michael Keaton one. This is my Batman. Okay. Theme. Do I seem like an old man? So, well, if you would have busted out that, the Adam West Batman, but yeah, I don't think this song is going to be in the movie. But new Batman, simply titled the Batman. Yeah. I want to get excited for it because it's getting great reviews. But there's just been so much Batman during my lifetime. Yeah, most of it decent, right? True. You know, it's like you know, they're, they're kind of in the '90s. It went a little squirrely, but uh, you know, pretty quality. Two thirds of the Christopher Nolan films. Yeah, incredible. Great. Yeah, they're saying this one is uh, is possibly your new favorite Batman. That's what I heard. I heard it's like a murder mystery, like an like it's like a Sherlock Holmes thing essentially, but with Batman. So uh, it's, almost like Seven meets Batman. That sounds good. That sounds good. If Christopher Nolan's Batman wasn't dark or gritty enough for you, <laughs> then Matt Reeves' Batman is what you're after. Three hours of grit too, by the way. I, that's, that's a lot of grit. I'm going to be chafed. My face is going to be <laughs> chafed from the grit. Uh, three hours long, the movie? Three hours long, apparently, yeah. But yeah, it is. I don't want to tell you what the reviews are on Rotten Tomatoes, but the critics are saying it's good. Favorable. Favorable, yeah. A lot of people say it's not for kids. Obviously, it's like, you know, I think it's a PG-13. So not not one for the young kids, maybe teenagers, but... Uh, we were planning on going to a matinee at some point this week or, or next week, but you have decided that I'm out. You're out, bro. And you're going tonight, Jim, to see the yeah, Batman. Yeah, with with uh, my girlfriend. She's a big fan. Your fiance. Yeah, she loves it. You two have bonded. Your relationship has a solid uh, base built on Batman movies. <laughs> I'd say superhero movies in general. I I didn't plan it. That's but great. It certainly is the way it's worked. That's, yeah, that's awesome. I mm. love that about Sarah. Every time there's a, a superhero movie coming out, she always wants to go see it. Yeah, and she loves. All- all of them, and I'm like, I'll go home and complain about the Eternals or whatever. And she, I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> she likes every movie. What if this is the one she doesn't like? I'd be shocked. I, I haven't heard her. Was she into Twilight? Did she? Because she'd be about the age, right? That Twilight would have been big yeah. when she was younger. She never mentioned she was a big Harry Potter kid. Uh-huh. Yeah, all these women like who were born in the nineties. Like I've dated so many that. They've read all the books, love Harry Potter. It was like a Harry Potter generation more than a Twilight generation, I think. Yeah, and look at Daniel Radcliffe. He's like a sex symbol now, and so is Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. They're the guys now. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got Robert Pattinson as Batman. You got Radcliffe as Weird Al. Sexiest dudes on the planet. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.